Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Darlene Arden will join us to discuss medical cannabis. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, the majority of pet owners develop meaningful and lasting bonds with their furry companions, yet watching them suffer through pain and disease near the end of their lives can be as difficult as losing a loved one. But what if there was an easy and inexpensive alternative to alleviate the pain? Well, joining us today to discuss this issue is Ms. Darlene Arden. Ms. Arden is a certified animal behavior consultant and clinical member of the IABC. She's a writer for numerous associations, the Dog Writers Association of America, the Cat Writers Association Board of Directors, and has been on several training forums, the Animal Training Forums, the Boston Authors Club. And she is here to talk about building medical cannabis for animals. Plane and Ms. Arden, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grox Sideshow. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, certainly our pleasure, and certainly I think a fascinating topic for animal lovers everywhere, really a medical cannabis to treat pain for suffering animals. I mean, how prevalent is this becoming? I think more than we would suspect. About 10 or so years ago, a veterinarian at North Carolina State University College of Veterinary Medicine had the idea about testing for doing some research into cannabis for pets, and he thought it was too soon. Unfortunately, he did not start doing research then. Fast forward to a few years ago, and there was a veterinarian in California who was very outspoken, Doug Kramer. And Dr. Kramer's dog had cancer. Dr. Kramer died very young, and if you do a little digging, donations were to be made to some cancer society. So we can assume, take that flying leap, that he too had cancer. He treated his dog using conventional methods, and then he decided when it wasn't really helping and he'd exhausted everything, he tried liquid cannabis, his own liquid cannabis, his own medical marijuana, and he worked it out to one drop of the titrate, the liquid, per 10 pounds of body weight. Now, that's very little. And he put it in a piece of cheese. You hand a dog a piece of cheese. You know, Do you want cheese? Yes, please. Easy. He noticed a difference in his dog. The dog was eating again, the dog looked better, the dog obviously felt better, and then he began offering it as an alternative to his clients along with the conventional treatment, again using an extraordinarily low dose. Now, there are veterinarians who are for this, and there are more veterinarians who are against it. The problem is in places like Colorado where they have allowed recreational marijuana, people have left their marijuana out where it's accessible to their pets and their children. And getting into it and eating it 
If you can't get them to a veterinarian in time, they die. And the veterinarians are concerned about dead animals, which I can understand, but I see no reason to punish sick animals as a result. So I believe there's responsibility on all sides. Remember, children are in these houses too, so, you know, oh, parents and pet owners need to know to lock away any drug, any medication. I don't care what it is. You lock it out of reach. Literally lock and key. I believe that veterinarians, if they're going to prescribe it, should not only know the correct dosage, and hopefully that will all be worked out. I think Dr. Kramer had a really good start because it's very low. Now, if you have an animal under 10 pounds, I don't know how you split a drop. So I don't know what would happen with a small cat or a tiny dog. However, for the other animals, and it also helps with things like glaucoma, it helps with arthritis. You know, there are a lot of reasons why your dog isn't getting up off his bed or your cat can't jump up on the furniture anymore. They're arthritical, just like humans when they get older. And this takes away the pain. Uh, dogs who have had cannabis oil in the proper amount are running around like puppies. These were dogs that the owners had to carry out in a sling apparatus to go outside to relieve themselves. Now they can not only be walked, they run. They feel good. Uh, same thing with any cancer patient. Chemotherapy makes you sick. Allegedly, chemo does not have the same reaction with dogs. Well, some chemos do. And since the dogs can't tell us anything, we can only go by their behavior. And I would love to see the research done, but I also know that that will take 10 years. And in the same 10 years, an awful lot of dogs are going to get sick and die and not get any help if we don't allow the cannabis to be used. Uh, where it's legal, I'm not certain that the veterinarians can use it. They'd be using it off-label like they do with many drugs for humans now. How much trouble they'd be in, I don't know. Are the veterinarians doing it? Yes, but you have to ask around very quietly. These people only want to help. They don't want to hurt. And if the owner is smart, They'll handle it like any other drug. I think that if marijuana, cannabis, were discovered today in the rainforest, it would be handled very differently. It would be seen as a potential for medication. It would not be recreational at all. Uh, and because of all the problems in the past and the way the government labeled it, it's an uphill fight to use this the way it could be used. I understand it's being researched in human medicine for cancer patients. It certainly helps them when they can get it. But there's the thing about state laws and federal laws. Now, in my state, in Massachusetts, we voted to allow medical marijuana. They were supposed to open a dispensary right away. It's something like two years later, they finally opened one in the state. It's limited to two different kinds of marijuana, not the liquid, 
And it's so far out of the way, who knows who can get to it. And I was told by an attorney that the federal government came down and said any doctor writing a prescription for medical marijuana in Massachusetts could lose his license. That's a little harsh, to say the least. Now, there are hemp products in, uh, in this country that are made especially for pets. Do they work? I don't know, but I do know that a pet supply store in Florida bought a supply, put it in the window, and the police came in and raided and took the entire stock. It was just hemp treats for the dogs to feel better, to be dispensed the way you would medication, not for them to get into it. It seems like a no-win situation in some ways, and in other ways, extremely promising. So what do you think uh, is going to be required then for regulators to accept this and, and actually offer this as an opportunity for pets? I think the research is going to have to be done, before, and they can see something concrete before they'll offer it. But I would like to see the laws loosened up a bit so that sick pets can get the help they need. And with veterinarians educating the pet owner as to how to use it and how to store it so that everybody's safe. It bothers me that even for people who are sick, if you've ever known anyone with cancer and you've seen them going through chemo, and I have, and you see how sick they are, if anything can help them, you would do anything. You would move heaven and earth so that somebody wouldn't be that sick. It's poison. Apparently, it's fine to pour poison into people, but not to help them with the side effects because the drugs that they currently have, the anti-nausea drugs, don't necessarily work. Here, take this pill, big whoop, you know, and they're still tossing things they didn't even eat. It's just awful. And they lose their appetite, and that's an appetite stimulant. So your body can't possibly heal itself. You don't eat. That fuel, food fuels the body. And if you're too nauseated to eat, you're not going to get the nourishment that you need. So it becomes a very vicious circle, and the same thing happens with the animals. So the law enforcement people and the Congress and every other elected official who is saying no apparently has never had anyone close to them with cancer, or they just don't care. I mean, I, I wonder if these people have hearts, because how do you watch anyone, human or animal, suffer, know there's something that could help, and not try it? Well, where's the state of the research, then? Is anyone looking at this? I'm not quite sure yet if they've started. I don't know if that's happened. I know I hear a lot of veterinarians screaming against it, and they're at meetings, veterinary conferences, speaking against it, but I don't know that anybody is actually speaking for it. I'm hoping the research will start. I hope that pet owners will have raise enough of an outcry at various veterinary schools where they do research to let them know that that would be worthwhile and see if somebody will get behind the project. You know, we have a lot to say. We're the ones who spend the money on our pets, and we spend a lot. They're family members now. They're not out, you know, just on the farm anymore. And nobody wants to see a family member suffer. 
So I think it behooves each of us to start writing letters, to write to the head of veterinary uh, schools and ask them what's being done in their research departments about oncology research with marijuana for pets. Are they doing anything? Will they do something? Put a bee in their bonnet. So I'm curious then, uh, how did you actually become interested in this? It came on my radar when somebody asked me about it and I started researching it. I'm a great one for research. and. I don't write anything. All of my books have been very carefully researched, and I'm very careful about things. And I came across this doctor who unfortunately had died by the time I found out about him. And I started to read a good bit about him, and I started talking to people. And I also found that some people are giving their own medical marijuana to their dogs without their veterinarian or their medical doctor knowing. They're just guessing the amount, which I think is dangerous, but they claim they're having good results. So people really want this. And I started looking at it, and I started thinking of it logically. And my mother had cancer. My aunt had cancer. I've watched people go through this. And I had a dog who was sick, but not with cancer. But I know what illness looks like. He had chronic relapsing pancreatitis, and he'd get very nauseous. And I have a feeling that would have helped him. He needed to rest his stomach, so it was fine if he wouldn't eat. But when he was perking up a bit, something like that would have helped, I think. At least it would certainly help the cancer patients. I don't like to see anyone or anything suffer. And watching someone you love go through cancer is one of the hardest things in the world. But meanwhile, how do you let the animals suffer? Yeah. Uh, well, we are running slightly out of time. I'm just curious, is there any effort to get this on the radar of those people who might be able to push it into the mainstream? Nothing formal. There are some veterinarians who are dispensing it very quietly. I don't know that anyone is actually doing anything. I would start with some of the colleges like North Carolina at the veterinary school and find out who's doing what and look and see who the veterinary oncologists are. If you look up, there is a board of veterinary oncologists, they're board-certified specialists. Look to see who they are, who the head of it is. You know, we can all look at anything online. The word Google has caught into the, the vernacular like, like no other word. And we can all Google and find out who the president of the veterinary oncologists are, the board-certified ones. Go to him. We want this. If he hears from enough people, he can rattle the chains and at least bring it to the researchers. Go to the AKC's Canine Health Foundation and tell them you want them investigating medical marijuana for pets. They're already co-funding studies with the Mars Animal Foundation into cancer research. Why not fund studies into medical marijuana research? There are a lot of places that we can look at for this and try to get them to do something. Move it forward so that the animals don't suffer. Well, the topic is Cannabis for Animals, and our guest today was Ms. Darlene Arden. And uh, Ms. Arden, I want to thank you very much for talking about this uh, interesting subject. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for wanting to talk about it and letting it get some light. <laughs> All right. Bye.
And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.